We are the men in maroon. One is a Salopian and the other loves a day out in the toon. But both of us are united as jambos. We travel from Edinburgh to Dundee to Glasgow. Daz and the Manus, we are going for a footballing tango. Welcome to the Men in Maroon podcast with Daz and the Manus. It's the eve, at this time of recording anyway, of our opening group stage Europa Conference League match against our first opponent in group stage football in the second year of the competition. And I have to say, the excitement's starting to build up. Welcome to this episode of the Men in Maroon podcast. At uh, the time of recording, of course, we are now less than 24 hours away from kickoff because it's an early kickoff for us at Edinburgh time. Uh, usually, these sort of games kick off after half past seven, seven forty-five, eight o'clock. But we have a five forty-five p.m. kickoff, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually really excited about it, and uh, despite the and despite the fact that it's a little bit inconvenient for some, but for you and I, guys, it's never inconvenient, is it? No, we'd find a way to get there regardless. <laughs> yeah, 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 we just find a way. We just find a way, and uh, we really can't miss an occasion like this. How are you keeping? Uh, I'm all right. I'm good. I'm glad to glad to have you back. And can I can I just pay tribute to my standing? Uh, from the last episode, uh, of course, we had the bonus episode recently uh, with me talking to Jimmy Brennan at Galway United. And I thank you very much for his time once again. Sincerely appreciated. Very but good listen. I loved it. It was, I was just listening back to it. It was just an absolutely intriguing chat that Jimmy and I had, just purely as football fans, which was really, really brilliant. So thanks to Jimmy. And uh, But before, you had someone else in my position. Yeah, we had our guest, uh, Hippo, they joined in, they joined in, they stepped in uh, f- for uh, our our beloved Anna, so thank you very much, and yeah, great, great, to, it, it was great to have somebody to be able to join me, because to be honest, I think it would have been quite rubbish if it was just me on my own, talking at myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, does this person have a name? Uh, hippo, we call them. Hippo. We yeah. actually call this person Hippo. Yeah, that's what she, that's what they like to be known. Okay. Known as. Thank you, Hippo. <laughs> Thank you very much, Hippo. Uh, come back again anytime soon. Uh, I, I really hope we get to see you again sometime soon on the podcast. Um, because I felt uh, Hippo was very, very, very good and uh, did really, really well. And I'm not just saying that, I meant it. I, I listened back to the episode recently and uh, it was really, really brilliant. Very, very, very impressive uh, from Hippo. So thank you so much, Hippo. Thank you. But just think, this time tomorrow, it'll be half time. I want to know, yeah. though, did you did you get any scouting in for us on your holiday? I, I didn't know, but oh, hilariously, hilariously, right, I didn't know the draw was happening 
for the group stages of the UEFA Europa Conference League until I had arrived in Turkey. And then I found out it was in Istanbul and I thought, how coincidental must that be? <laughs> so it was just absolutely coincidental. Um, but I do know that um, I, I actually found out recently that uh, our opponents tomorrow night uh, are, they've got off to a very good start in the top league in Turkey. They are fourth at the moment. Uh, They've won three out of four of their league games so far. uh, And they are managed by former Newcastle United midfielder Emery. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that until I found out recently. So uh, uh, for me, it's uh, it's quite exciting because I remember him from... uh, his time at Newcastle and I think he went number four. Yeah, no, I think he wore five. Five. I knew he he wore a a low numbered shirt. That's what I was. I think he wore five. Um, because because um, he was signed uh about 15 years ago and uh, yeah, he was he was one of Graham Sunez's key signings, but he, he was around with us for around three years, so you know. He, he he did he is relatively well known in Newcastle. So, uh, but now he's a manager, and uh, yeah, he's definitely seeming to make great progress. So, um, yeah, no, he's definitely this is definitely not going to be by any means uh, a team that that's just going to be uh, an easy team. This is going to be a really difficult opponent that we have um, yeah. uh, tomorrow. So, um, yeah, very very good side. And, and they've got, uh, I, th- I think. Uh, I swear they're unbeaten in competitive games since March. That's what I've heard as well. I've heard yeah. they are very much on brilliant form. So, um, so <laughs> I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing because it might be. A, it probably automatically might feel like a bad thing because, um, uh, because simply simply because um, you know we're playing against a superior team, but. It might also be an opportunity because if we win or even get a draw, then well, you know, it, they might underestimate us, and then that might play into our hands a little bit. Yeah, because you, we've also got to think we're not on a great run of form at the moment, and it could just be that that game where it tips everything upside down. We upset them, come away with three points, and I think it's going to be the the game is going to have. Extra spice as well because we're going to have a decent crowd, and their Turkish fans are known for creating a pretty fiery atmosphere. So I think it's going to be very different to any other game maybe that they're used to playing. They're not going to be the the ones that are creating the all of the all of the noise and stuff. It's going to be a coming from both all all sides of the ground. So I think it, it we could we've got. All the makings of an upset. I mean, there's nothing to stop us going out and winning. It's a home game. We obviously haven't won in Europe yet. Uh, so, yeah, let's go out and just tip the tip the balance a little bit and start with a bang. I don't think we should get too. I know some some people are are, are trying to come up with a points target and um, for this group that we're in, Group A of the. Uh, Europa Conference League, but I, I don't think we should be too hung up on 
how many points we're aiming to score. Because to me, I think what's more important is the experience. And it's just to see where the players stand in terms of where we rank uh, compared to other European sides. So I'm not I'm not going to get too hung up or upset if uh, we lose tomorrow uh, or if we don't win many of our group games. What I want to see or I'm more interested in is where are we and how much further do we have to go to um, improve the squad in the coming years uh, and to move up the, the triangle. Uh, because obviously uh, one day, you know, obviously it's a nice place to start in this competition, but who's to say that one day we can't play in the Europa League? And and I'd quite like to think we can progress upwards. So, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd quite like to see where we are. So what I'm basically saying, in other words, is let's take the pressure off ourselves tomorrow. I mean, I mean, there's no heightened expectations. Let's just enjoy the experience. Uh, definitely. I think we've got to, we've got to realise that we're in a, a very different a different. It's not a different planet, I'm trying to think of the word. Kind of like a different atmosphere and different place than usual. Like we're used to just playing Scottish sides. This is going to be different. These six games are going to be an experience. And I think we just need, in my opinion, I think we've got to enjoy it, get the experience under our belt and then get qualification again next season. And then we've got the experience to then go and say, right now we can go and think, right, we need to hit seven points from these games next season but this season I'm not thinking points tally in my head I'm just thinking right let's go out and get get respectable results if we don't win then let's just hope we don't get turned over by teams but I think we I I can't see us losing all the games I think I think we're gonna we're gonna get a couple of wins and yeah it's just gonna be enjoyable not just for the players but for the fans as well Enjoyable is the key here, I think, and and I hope the players also feel that as well, because you know for them this is this is just so exciting. I mean, you know, it's uh, I don't think it's every season that they're going to get to play against quality teams in Europe. No, and uh, I'm not sure if he's playing. I've heard the rumours that Ozil's um, not playing tomorrow, but I mean, if he if he is, for example, like testing yourself against players like that. You don't get you don't get to that every week when you're playing in the uh, Scottish Premier League. It's going to be unbelievable experience, and I think the players will. I think they could we could see them relishing a little bit because they are enjoying it, and it's a new experience. And the the play just with enjoyment, like a little like young lads going out and playing a game of football on a park, think- just enjoying yourself. Yeah, I, I, yeah, the enjoyment's really the key here. And, and also the memories as well, because, I mean, yeah. you know, we want to try and create some special memories out of this uh, competition. Um, because obviously, you know, uh, it's uh, even watching, uh, looking at the pictures, I looked at this via uh, Edinburgh Evening News journalist Barry Anderson's Twitter. Uh, even just seeing the, the, the Europa Conference League um, boards um, at the press room, um, was giving his press conference earlier today even looking at that it just sends a very exciting tingle up your spine because you just know we've gone up a, a, a level uh, up a class uh, yeah. and it's uh, and it's just you know it's just incredibly exciting seeing that you know the branding and uh, obviously just seeing uh, you know just just seeing the fact that obviously now we, we are now in the real business end of this competition you know that we've now went beyond the playoff stage and now we're actually properly in a proper UEFA competition and it's just it's just absolutely thrilling and it's really exciting it just really adds to the buzz 
Yeah, I, I think you saying seeing the uh, the logos and getting seen on the tickets, the the branding that got me totally used to seeing uh, the moon colors on there. And that's it. But seeing the 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 conference, okay, it's real now. It's just, we're in group stage football. We've got yeah, it just is a pinch me kind of moment. I'm still, even though we played in the playoff game, I think the fact now that it's the group, I'm like, wow, this is really happening. I, I genuinely can't wait. And I think you're right with the uh, setting up a class. Definitely, we're not now just aiming for top six in the uh, Premier League, Premiership. We're now think we're, we're needing Europe now. We're European, we're European football team. That's what Without question. Yeah, we're not we're not the same as your Ross County, St Mirren get in the top six. Now we are right, we need European football constantly. Absolutely. And it, it just whets the appetite, doesn't it, for the players because now you know, a lot of these players they were playing very recently in the second tier of Scottish football in the championship, Wraith Grovers, uh Queen of the South, um Dunfermline and that we are only talking about as late as 2021 last year the first quarter of last year yeah. and to think fast forward around 18 months and look where we are now it is, it's, it's, it's quite a jump yeah I think that's what uh, some of the fan base need to realise they're all complaining uh, about how the club's been run and managed and whatnot, but just that 10 seconds there, what you just said, that epitomises to me why I cannot complain about Hearts at the moment. That jump from early 2021 playing the sides that you named to now playing against, in the coming weeks, Fiorentina, Istanbul, and Riga, like what? Like how? On uh, if you told me that on December thirty first, twenty twenty, or even January first, twenty twenty one, I'd be like, ah, shut up! We're not going to be playing like that. that <laughs> now it's a reality. It's it's amazing, and I think some people, some of the Nielsen out fans. Uh, I'm sorry that, to the people of Nielsen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll get to that later. Uh, but there's uh, out. <laughs> yeah. okay we're getting there was a comment there was a big post on social media somebody is in the group but misspelled and put a T in Nielsen so yeah and then I think some people pulled them up asking what have you got against certain people of Scotland the people of Nielsen Nielsen's a lovely place. <laughs> Such a nice place. Well, apparently they want they want they want to get rid of it out of Scotland. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> they will not be on spelling bee anytime soon. Let's put it that way. <laughs> no, it's, no, no. Bobby Nielsen. <laughs> Bobby Nielsen. Oh, what? The, the guy who watches down the road. Yeah, Mister Nielsen. Nielsen. What's wrong with him? Oh, Nielsen, Nielsen, Nielsen. Uh, Nielsen's a, a village uh, south of uh, Glasgow. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, apparently now um, we have a manager 
uh, called Robbie Neilston. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Neilston <laughs> out. Yeah, I don't get how these people can complain when they... I blame Spellcheck. It's Spellcheck's fault. Yep, spell check. That's... spell check. Every time you write a name, you think you spelled it right, and then your spell check on your phone basically says, ah, ah, sorry. So I reckon it's spell check. I blame so spell check. Sh- rather so than shouldn't that be spell check out then? Yeah, spell check out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Switch it off on your settings on your phone. Um, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, do you have a screenshot of, of the of the Nielsen out? I'll be able to find it. Oh, you'll be able to find it. Oh, with right. ease. It's so good. I'll be able to find that. There's, yeah, that it, is a technological expert. Yeah, there's this one. It's just tells me at how um, how we can how people can not be unhappy. I mean, I've had several people complain to me on social media that they don't understand why I am so on side of Robbie Nielsen, but. I I just think of what you just said there, and I can't see how I couldn't be. Like, how can we? How can we say right? Let's get rid of him. He, we've no. I let's... I just don't understand why people are just so dissatisfied so fast. I just yeah. don't get it at all. Robbie Nielsen could have been put on a rocket to the moon and yeah. and 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 found something scientifically special on the moon, and yet people will still shout Nielsen out. You know, Robbie Nielsen could have um, innovated something incredibly beneficial to humankind, and yet it would have still been Nielsen out. Robbie Nielsen could have, um, I don't know, become uh, saved us all from the energy crisis that we all face, and 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 it would have still been Nielsen out. Robbie Nielsen could have uh, played his part in saving us from coronavirus, and he could it would have still been Nielsen out. Robbie Nielsen could have solved world hunger. Yeah, it could have been Nielsen out. Bloody hell, man! Why yeah. are people so dissatisfied? I don't know. I think, as uh, some people have said, that they think it's because of the raw result. But if that's the case, then my but word for that is ages ago. get over it. Was it. Like, it was decades ago. Well, it wasn't yeah. decades ago, but it feels like decades ago. Yeah, lots of things have changed since then, and. No, but on that... Robbie Nielsen, we are very sorry for the rubbish that you get fed on a regular basis by some, uh, no disrespect, ill-informed people. Exactly, but then... We may as well... Just bear with us this week. We're jumping all over the place. We're not doing it in order of how things are happening. No, to to Uh, be honest, if 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 I'm being really frank, and you can disagree with me if you wish... See Kilmarnock and Livingston. Who cares? It's, yeah. It, it, Who cares? We'll touch on it. Both of them. About the 20 piece. seconds. <laughs> we didn't play well. The lack of depth showed a little bit. We, uh, I think that only really Craig Gordon potentially could hold his head high during, during those games. But yeah, we didn't do the greatest. But our season isn't going to die by by those two results, to be honest. And uh, I think, it, yeah, I, I wasn't happy. It's not the end of the world. It's yeah, we we wanted to see a bit more out of them, out of the players and out of the squad. But it happens that every it, it, it's happened before to us, and we've come back from it. 
it's not mm. the end of the world. But yeah, it was a little bit. Some some of it was worrying. I'm not gonna lie, that like uh, on on Saturday against Livingston, the fact that it looked as if the players just decided, hold on, we don't want to do what we were told. Let's just change the game plan on our own because Robbie looked a little bit annoyed on the sideline. I saw him numerous times like with his hands on his head and pointing at the players. So I'm guessing he was a bit annoyed. And he said so in his uh, post-match interview that the players just stopped playing the wide game and went through the middle. But yeah, we've got bigger things to bigger as we the thing we've just talked about is much bigger than those two games. Istanbul tomorrow night. It's fine. It's I, gonna I, be funny. It's it's gonna be absolutely amazing experience. It's gonna be an absolutely wonderful experience. And uh yeah, no, it's Istanbul are gonna be very, very interesting opposition to play against. Um and uh yeah, no and I, I think obviously um I I I don't really know if I want to predict the score tomorrow night. I, I don't know if you're playing with me. Would you would you like to have a go? I have gone a one one. Okay. One and one. Sh- yeah, and Shanklin to score. Shanklin to score, okay. Yeah, I think I think they'll be happy with a one or draw away from home. And then, and and me personally, against the team who hasn't lost a game since March, I'll take a one or draw against them as well. Okay, okay. I'm sorry to say this. Um, this is the first time I've ever predicted the defeat, but I'm afraid I'm going to be just realistic. I think it'll be, I think two 0 to Istanbul. I think they'll probably win it two 0 But, but I, I, I see. I hope, God willing, I hope that we're going to put up a really good display despite that. Yeah, but, I, but I just feel they're just too good for us. And I think I think the quality is just going to come through at the end. If I'm wrong, do you know what? I'll be delighted. Even a draw, even a draw will be a triumph, to be honest. Yeah. A win will be unreal. It'll be off the scale if we win, even by, if it's a 1-0. Even if yeah. it's a 3-2. I think I think I think we need to realise that they aren't pushovers. They're not going to be. No, they're a really good team. Easy game. Exactly. I, I Didn't think... Manchester United play them recently? I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they played them they last win. season. I think they won, didn't they? Yeah. Um, are, are they not the Turkish champions as well? I, I believe so. Are they? Yeah. They can't they... be because 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 they how are they in the Conference League then? Let me have a look. Uh, no, they finished fourth. Yeah, I was going to say. If, last season. If, Why if they, did if I they think put, that? If they won the, the, the league, I, I think they would have been in the Champions League. Yeah, I'm yeah. even astounded. It's like, how did you end up with the Conference League then? That, that's a bit astonishing. Yeah, that's, yeah it, it, I'm just going it, to I'm knackered. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, listen, I forg- no, no, of course. I forgive you. Listen, we're not. We're we're not the we're not the BBC or STV, so I mean, don't worry. Exactly. <laughs> we're not going to, you know, we're not going to, we're not, you know, the the fact checking police. So <laughs> that's just, just a pair of football fans talking, talking, talking. I but, do like the look of the home kit though. It's do you like the home kit? Striking orange. It's like it's got Blackpool vibes for me. Blackpool vibes. Yeah, I like. Uh, well, the away kit definitely has because it's like a dark blue with a. Orange 
trim. That that gives me Blackpool. But no, nah, it's it's going to be an amazing evening. It's going to be brilliant. Just hope we don't see a blooming light display. No, I, I think we've got to make it difficult for them. But but that's that's the key. And uh, they are a superior sighting, but we've got to try and give them a challenge and we've got to try and make a good impression. Because, you know, it's not even just for ourselves, but even, you know, just the fact that we're playing on, like, we're on BT Sports yeah. and we're going to be in front of a big audience across the continent and beyond. So, I mean, it, it, it's also showcasing what we are all about as well. So we've got an international audience to play to as well. So that's also really, really important. Um, and as of speaking, Rangers are losing 3-0 to Ajax. And I They're mean, having a could... difficult time, aren't they? Yeah, we could potentially, if we imagine we get a draw, we could be the only team that got something out of the three Scottish teams in Europe. I'd be, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd be happy with that. I'll take that. I'd, I'd, yeah, I just, I'm there to enjoy the ride. To be honest, I'm really looking forward to it. And I see the club have released some uh, pre-orders on Conference League merchandise. So there's, yeah, I like the pennant, but I was a wee bit disappointed they didn't bring out a special badge. I think a pin badge would be lovely. Yeah, yeah, I was looking at stuff and I don't know. The t-shirt, nah. nah I'm not a fan of the t-shirt. No, it's not, you know, the scarf, maybe. I quite like the scarf. The scarf's a memorabilia, but I'm not sure about the t-shirt, to be honest. I think that, yeah. I think the European training top, which was brought out recently, I think that's much better. I think it's a lot, lot better, to be quite Talk, honest. Talking of new tops, did you see that the uh, uh, the women's shirt, home shirt, is available with the women's sponsorship? I, I saw that. And you, you alerted me to it, but unfortunately for me, being a huge fan of the Hearts women team, I'm afraid I can't buy one because they only do it in women's sizes. But Fair play to the club shop for uh, having that available to, to buy, yeah. um, you know, for any fans of Hearts Women. I mean, that's absolutely fantastic. So, no, I, I'm delighted about that. That's really great. Uh, great. I wish they'd brought a men's version, though. That would have been brilliant because I would have definitely bought it. Uh, you know, it would be absolutely unique to have the the women's team's shirt as well. That would have been absolutely fantastic. And And, and I think, you know... Who's to say there wouldn't be a drive to buy it? So, you know, I mean, I know the MND Scotland sponsor is wonderful and it's great. I'm proud of that. But to have the, the women's one as well would be brilliant. I think there's a market for it. I mean, certainly I would I would consider buying a version that's suitable for me. Uh, and, and, and I'm sure many of our, uh, you know, a lot of women who support the club and the women's team, I'm sure they would definitely buy the, the women's version of that as well, which is great that it's on sale. Uh, but if there was a men's version of it, I would definitely buy it. But it's, unfortunately, I couldn't. Definitely, I, I think I think I, I don't think I could pull off a women's fit shirt. Unfortunately, uh, I mean, as much as I want the shirt, I think I would. I, I'm I'm a bit too. I've got my pot belly would uh, show a little bit. Too I, I much. think I think the thing is though that the women's shirts, you know, they're manufactured uh, specifically to cater for their needs and rightly so because exactly. obviously you know they have to be manufactured in a certain way and um, so that they, they actually are comfortable to wear and also bring out the maximum performance as well because i mean you you know if you if you if you if you wear stuff and i'm to be honest this is beyond sport but even if you wear stuff in everyday life where the the, the, the manufacturer is not to standard or suitable enough then it's going to be a problem and you feel that so I mean, obviously the, the way umbro has to manufacture it has to be specific 
It'd be, it'd be great for the women's side, though, that when they run out at the Orium or away games to see fans wearing their shirt. That, 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 technology being the front one. Yeah, that, they'll instantly know, notice that and be like, wow, they're <laughs> turning up at our games in our tops, which I think is just brilliant. You don't really see it at many other clubs selling the selling the women's team shirts. So I think Hearts are... I'm surprised at that. I'm... Yeah. I thought there was a market for that. I'm yeah, really yeah. surprised at that, actually. Hearts have really seemed to be ahead of the curve with that, which is super Good. Good. Keep it going. Keep really it going, good. I think. Absolutely, keep it good. Yeah. Well, so, talking to Europe, I managed to get my Riga away ticket. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. How, how much? What's your trip looking like? Uh, well, it's a bit of a nightmare. <laughs> like already, I'm, I'm flying out of Manchester, and my flight's at like half past eight in the morning. So my train okay. leaves Glasgow at quarter past four in the morning. Oh wow. Yeah, and then, uh, so I'm having to stay overnight in Glasgow, then train to Manchester, fly out. Then I got an email yesterday saying my accommodation had been cancelled. I was a little bit scared and worried. And then I got a second email saying that they they had moved me to a different hotel, which was a higher price. Again, panicked, but then read the email and it said, but we won't charge you any extra. And they've upgraded me to a luxury apartment, so I'm pretty. Oh, <laughs> yeah, just That's me. It's massive as well. I've looked at the pictures. It was like just me in this big, amazingly like stunning apartment. <laughs> yeah, but the, the wall, the the walls are like engraved wood and stuff. And I'm like, what? That's extraordinary. I paid ni- ninety quid for two nights. <laughs> That's a that's an absolute <laughs> winner. Yeah, I think the value for two nights in the upgraded one is about three fifty for two nights. Oh, I'm getting wow. it for ninety quid. That is incredible. That is absolutely incredible. So yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it because the planet. I've got things I want to go see, and I'm going to go to uh, Riga's actual stadium to have a look around as well. So yeah, I can take in that. So yeah. And eight pa- eight pound sixty for a t- for a ticket to the game. Eight pound sixty only. Yeah, ten euros. £8. That is 60. astonishing. Eight pounds and sixty pence. Eight pounds sixty. My goodness me, that is yeah. incredible. That's not even behind the goal. <laughs> right. Yeah, eight pounds and sixty p. Eight pounds sixty. That. I mean, what can you buy for eight pounds sixty in the UK? Exactly. Yeah. It, 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 you couldn't even get three match day programmes for eight pounds sixty. Yeah, you couldn't because because it's like three pounds fifty at times that unless of course inflation kicked into play in these unprecedented times that we're in. Um, yes. But um, <laughs> well, uh, unprecedented. But uh, but but yeah, ten pounds fifty for three programmes. Exactly. Pound sixty, you're getting a single ticket. Yeah. Uh, which I'm going to go collect tomorrow and then I can breathe a sigh of relief because now I know my ticket's sorted. I was a little bit worried. but That's, that's incredible. That's absolutely extraordinary. Uh, and are you are you flying Ryanair? Uh, Ryanair as far as Norway and then I change at Norway. 
and then on the way back, it's the same. I fly, but I fly into Sweden and then change at Sweden. Okay, right, fair enough. So, well, I'm sure uh, whoever your air carriers are will look after you very, very well indeed, and then you'll uh, enjoy the the the, the usual. Uh, you know the usual when um, you get bored in the plane, and then obviously seeing the the cabin crew obviously do their demonstrations before the flight, and then the the, the sheer fear that I always tend to feel on every single flight, regardless of who's flying me, uh, when when we take off the runway, <laughs> you know my oh, my tummy's almost, almost jumping out of my body <laughs> every oh, really? time the plane starts to go upwards. <laughs> I feel like I'm on a on, on a roller coaster. I love it. My favorite bit is landing and taking off. I, I usually film um, on my phone the the, t- the takeoffs, and uh, I <laughs> remember when I was starting to fly back home, um, I, <laughs> I lost, I lost, um, I lost my my, my uh, composure when we when we took off the runway, and I, and I had no oh, reason to. It was just a normal takeoff, <laughs> and yet I still lost it. And I was like, "Ask me, get a grip." <laughs> Just having a word with yourself. Yeah, I, yeah, I know, absolutely. Brilliant. And, so. and then the other fear I have is when we go through the clouds because you start to shake a little bit and you're like, oh, the turbulence. Clouds, mate. Is it the turbulence that you, uh, you're not a it's, fan of? It, I don't, if it's very mild, yeah. if it's very mild, I don't care. But, 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 but see, when you're sat beside a wing of a plane, and then you're going through the clouds. Oh no, I'm sorry. That's you start to feel a little bit nervous because you're thinking <laughs> that wing better stay in place. By the way, it better not fly away. Just oh, love it. I, 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 you would hate flying with me then because I get, I, I love the turbulence. I'm like, yeah, I like it. I'm a shake it, shake it, shake it. <laughs> yeah, come on, give me more. Oh yeah, I love oh, it. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. but uh, yeah, so we got what? Do, what? What? Are your thoughts on what happened? In regards to arrivals this week, talking of flights, I wasn't really paying attention as much as everyone else. But I'm I'm, I'm relatively chuffed that we got Xander Clark in, and I'm also um, pleasantly surprised that we got Robert Snodgrass in. I wasn't expecting that either. No, and the fact that we've been screaming for a keeper and wanting a wanting a new keeper. Robbie for... Nielsen heard us. That is that's why we've got one. Yeah, and Savage have been secretly listening in, and they thought, "Oh, right, we've got the memo." <laughs> they threw us off the scent though because they did an interview, and Robbie said, "We're not looking at another keeper." Good thinking. Yeah. And then, bang, basically, here you go. And they're saying it's all right, nothing's happening. No, no, do it now, sign him. <laughs> but apparently, we've been trying to get it done for. A couple of weeks, apparently. That's what they said in the press. So it's not just been a knee jerk reaction because we Good. missed out on signing players. It was just we've been working on it for a while. So, no, no, we obviously we don't want to give anything away, really, to be honest, until we've done deals. Exactly. And clearly, that's the way I like it. But I think Snodgrass might have been a little bit more nearer to the time that we jumped in because apparently he there's there's rumors that he had agreed to uh, in principle to sign him for motherwell and then uh, changed his mind and came to heart so i'm guessing we were like right we need a number 10 we need a midfielder let's bring in let's let's go for him and then who who's going to turn down the opportunity of uh playing for a club that's 
finish in the top three. You know what I mean? It's it's not going to be the. It, I think. Why would why would anybody not want to play for, um, the best club in Scotland? Exactly, and they've got selling points that we've got. I mean, we were, uh, we, we've got we're fan owned. We, I've got third place last season wrapped up easily. We've got a squad that is evolving, and I think, in my opinion, can only get better as the season goes on. I think, I just think it, it shows when you get those two free transfer signings. Just shows me that the the, the draw that the club is now. Must apologise slightly because um, I, I I think uh, my phone's just been playing some random noises. Um, oh, I heard nothing. So, so that's okay. That's that's good. That's absolutely fantastic. So uh, my phone's just been a bit naughty. So I might insert some random noises now into the recording. Just so oh no! Context. What have I done to you now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So um, yeah. No, I I, I think. Um, yeah, no, no, Snodgrass is the right, and his experience is going to be very, very, very crucial as well. I mean, because I mean, he's played at, 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 in the Premier League in England. Uh, he's uh, obviously a Scotland international as well. So I mean, you know, he he definitely brings about uh, quite a fair bit of experience and insight, which is good. And and I think if I've rightly understood, he's not in the European squad. No, he didn't so, sign in time. No, but. But Robbie Nielsen said in his press conference today that, it, it, in a way, it might be a good thing because uh, it means he can just focus on the league games and it means he's not having going to go through that intense schedule everybody else has to go through. Yeah, he's just he's got the full week, basically, in between games to prepare for the next game, which uh, I think will only work into our, into our favour again, that we're going to have a player of, of his. Maybe he's not got that. Yard of extra yard of pace that he used to have, but he's, he's, like you said, experience is going to be brilliant. He's going to be able to calm down some of the younger players, and I just think I I, I personally am looking forward to seeing him uh, putting on the maroon jersey, hopefully against St Mirren. Definitely, absolutely. Um, Livingston, Sterling Albion, Leeds United, Norwich City, Hull City, West Ham, Aston Villa, West Bromwich Albion. And Luton Town is where he's played, and he's got nearly thirty caps for Scotland at uh, uh, the top team level. So, uh, we'll yeah, he's, he's been on a journey, hasn't he? Yeah, but people, like, people still whinging about both these three transfer signs. Xander Clark, in my opinion, is the second best Scottish goalkeeper behind Craig Gordon. We've got both of them now, and no, people are com- people are complaining because. Why would you sign someone like that as a backup? What a backup to have, though! Like, how can you, you want complain? competition? You want competition? Yeah, like, like, yeah. It's Nielsen out again. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's like you sign, you sign a fantastic young goalkeeper on a free transfer, but we're not happy with it. It's ah, oh, come on! Like, how can you complain? Like, I think, let's be realistic, Craig. I know you said in the past Craig Gordon Gordon's going to play till he's seventy three or seventy five, but <laughs> he's yeah, not going to last probably. I think I think realistically we're going to get next season out of him. In my opinion, I think that that'll be the end of our Craig Gordon experience. Where maybe he won't retire, but I think we'll start seeing phasing him out, and then you think we've got a ready-made replacement ready to just jump in and be like, right, I can take the starting position now. 
Well, I mean, I, I'm hoping that, that that's what's going to happen now that we've got Xander in the door. Yeah. Um, he's, he's only 30. Exactly. He's, he's not... a young keeper. He's only 30. He's 30 got 10 nothing. years ahead of him. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's... Oh, what, like, what a signing in my eyes. That's brilliant. And it's, I, it's... Either him or Liam Kelly would be my long-term replacement for Craig Gordon. Yeah, but now we've got him. That's who... That's... that's Business is done. Tied up, yeah. And the fact we paid... Sweet FA for him. Sweet FA. Now, diddly squat. Diddly squat. Yeah, like and people, right? So e- e- even Lidl and Aldi couldn't do that good. Exactly. They would yes, You couldn't get. <laughs> you couldn't get Nout for free there. So we got a freebie. Like how? No. Oh, and but we we did make a loan signing on transfer deadline day. We did. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And and what, do you, do you feel maybe his debut was maybe a debut too soon for him? Uh, no, I think it was it was right to give Shankland a little bit of a rest. Uh, only thing is, I think we might have seen more from him if the rest of the team performed. I don't think we could judge him on his debut because he wasn't getting the service. The midfield weren't clicking. He was having to come look for the ball. He was just getting long balls a lot of the time, hoofed up to him. And he was playing up top on his own. So I don't think we can really judge him at all. I don't. I think anyone that's saying he's not, there's not. I think I read some people saying that uh, he's not all that and all this stuff. He's not ready for uh, our league in Europe. I mean, we played away at Livingston on a really bad pitch, and he didn't get any service. Like I'm not judging him at all yet I think and, and he, he's a link between two, my, both my clubs so he played for Shrewsbury on loan a couple of seasons ago and he looked a decent player at that level a couple of years ago so now that he's matured and played for Wigan I played the full season for Wigan last season I think just give him time give, let, let's see him play at Tynecastle on a proper pitch none of this poor AstroTurf but you could tell at it was just I, I didn't enjoy the way that that we had to adapt our play because of that style of pitch. So I don't think we can judge him just yet. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see how we'll be back on the grass tomorrow night. So at least we so. can uh, we can be very very happy about that. So uh, yeah, um, want to interject at this point and just briefly talk about my uh, plot ceremony on Sunday. Ooh, what I a know. ceremony it was. It was absolutely incredible. It's one of probably it was probably the great. In fact, it was the greatest day. It's been the greatest day as a Hearts fan ever for me personally. And um, I must say so. And a lot of other people on Twitter also said so. You scrubbed up all, all right. You Thank you up. very much. Yeah, you, you, looked, you looked you looked dashing. Even Joe Savage even praised your attire. Oh, he loved it. Joe yeah. Savage, eh? When you when you've won the praise of Joe Savage, you know you're getting somewhere in life. I thought you were, he was going to sign you up just on your. <laughs> on your suit what what alone. to do? What? Yeah. Yeah, what, what I don't know. You just just turn up on match days. You know what I mean? And just be like stand around uh, stand around the stadium, just looking dapper. I, think I, look... tell, I tell you, yeah. if you go into the foundation of webs Hearts website now. And go to the fourth of September, twenty twenty-two. You'll find photographs, and there's uh, more than enough of me. I think. Cracking. 
I was just honoured that you uh, invited me along to be your guest. No, thank you for coming. It was brilliant moment. having you. Very good, good moment. And yeah, it was superb. Not just, it was brilliant to see you get your scroll with your pot on, but it was also really good, really nice event seeing everybody else as well getting their scores and touching moments where there's a young fan who had uh, suffered from leukemia getting her scroll and a, a family whose father and husband passed away getting a scroll a, a brilliant really good nice moment it shows you that what goes on behind the scenes and what the club means to fans in general is just superb yeah, I think I think it's pronounced as Malin. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, basically, there was a great tweet on Sunday um, evening, and uh, you and I saw Malin um, at uh, the ceremony itself. Um, quote, and this is from Foundation of Hearts on Twitter. Quote: Why does everyone pledge to the foundation? Many reasons, but here's one answer. It's keeping the fire burning for the next generations. Encapsulated today with this amazing girl at our plot ceremony. Her name is Malin. She's had some journey. We do it for her. Hashtag pledge for life. And it's just Malin in a heart shirt uh, just in front of the tunnel. And uh, what an absolutely fantastic uh, occasion it must have been for Malin. Um, and, uh, and there's a tweet, actually, uh, that was made uh, by Doogie Mackay. Uh, on Twitter at D Mackay, M E C eighteen seventy four, and it's just basically some wonderful pictures uh, from the day. Um, what an absolutely exciting occasion it has truly been. Um, I thought the I thought the glass of the uh, European lounge was going to shatter with this with the applause that little Malin got when she got up to go to get her scroll. It was it was brilliant, like. The, the noise, the, the the round of applause that she got, that that's going to stick with her the rest of her life. She's going to be, and she and she's going to be thinking now that hearts have got that, have got that place in her memories and that day. It's just going to stick with her forever. Brilliant, really good. It's, it's 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 this is what the foundation of hearts is all about. At the end of the day, we are genuinely co-owners of the club because we all have a stake in the club and. Yeah. And, and that all adds up to us being the biggest fan-owned football club in the United Kingdom. And at the end of the day, it, we, there might be lots of us, but but we're all we all have a story. The club has a story. You know, this is our story. This is our song. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, that's what it really all about. It is all about. And yeah. and, and 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 Malin is very much an example of what that's all about. So. Uh, so yeah, no, uh, that and and you know we always hear ridiculous things getting said. You know, obviously the Nielsen out rubbish and all that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, just you have to filter that all out and get rid of all that and understand why we're all here. Um, yeah, positivity. At the end of the day, you know, yeah, the whole positivity of owning the club, how and making sure that Hart Midlovian, um, is here today, tomorrow, and for decades to come. Which, with the way that we're currently being run, there's no reason why we can't be here until the end of time. Like it, exactly. It, exactly the the fact that we've hit 14 million in pledges is just insane. Like I just can't 
get my head around how successful this has been. I'm reading at the moment the book by Ian Murray uh, about how the club almost went out of business and the story of the foundation and stuff and to see where it came from to what it is now, just mind-blowing and it's amazing to be a part of it, to be honest. Absolutely, definitely. And and think about that especially when we play in Europe tomorrow because because that just being in European competition, mm. I think really is it's everyone's achievement, not just the players and Robbie Nielsen and and Joe Savage and everyone else. It's everybody's achievement because had we not stepped in to pledge our money every single month, we wouldn't be playing uh, in Europe tomorrow. We wouldn't be playing any football. You think St Mirren in twenty thirteen that could have been the last time Hearts would have run out of Tynecastle, and now to think we'll be playing St Mirren a couple of days after we've just played group stage European football. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's just mind blowing, and I that yes. that to me is why I just love being a Heartsman, and I'm so glad that I decided to pick this club as a team for me to become a fan of. It, yeah, and. Like I think I've said online and I've heard others, it's not just a football club, it's a family. And it really is. And I, I, I felt that more than ever on uh, Sunday at the pot ceremony. It definitely just, you didn't, we sat at the table and we didn't know the people sat around us, never met them, never, and you just start speaking. You didn't, we, it, there was no awkwardness. It was random little conversations. Yeah, we didn't speak continuously for the whole time we were there, but little conversation here, little conversation there. No one felt out of place. Everyone felt like you just belonged. It was brilliant. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely magnificent. Um, so very humbled. And, but uh, but now you're, you're officially a lad. Lad. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, that's absolutely hilarious. I'm just <laughs> disappointed you've not updated your your Twitter handle or anything to I, I will very soon get my profile picture changed Led and... the Manus <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how that sounds right to be honest but I mean still, still the, the photos though a big thank you to the photographer on Sunday who took far too many photos of me uh, but, 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 but I don't care because he did an outstanding job and uh, He's a very nice chap, and uh, yeah, I, I I photographed the occasion like crazy, um, knowing what I'm like. Uh, but yeah, no, you, you don't blame me for that because it is it is a special occasion, and I'm really happy with the photos. So it's going to happen once. You know, you're not gonna, exactly. You're not going to get that moment again. And even though I didn't get a plot on the day, I still felt you're getting your time soon. Yeah, but I I. I I, I didn't feel like I needed to yesterday on on Sunday. If you know what I mean, I, I I felt like I was, I still felt the buzz and everything. Yeah, yeah. Like when they read when they were reading names, like they're reading names that people I didn't know, and I was genuinely buzzing for them. Yeah. It's like it was like and 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 it was better when they read your name because I'm like, oh, I know him, and I was like even more excited for you. But it was equal. It was just great to see how happy everyone was as they got up and received that scroll. It was, I, it was amazing. If you get the chance to go, if anyone asks, even if you aren't at the stage yet to get a plot ceremony and someone asks you, do, do you want to come? Don't go, ah, I've got plans. Go because it's a great experience. 
Yeah, it's an absolutely fantastic experience. Very, very fulfilling. Really enjoyable. I, I want to say th- thanks to uh, Gary Halliday as well for his... Oh, he was Amazing. Good. What a host. He was good. He was funny. And his speech at the end uh, oh. before we went to the onto the pitch was absolutely extraordinary. It was an it was honestly just summed up what this was all about. So He's so passionate, isn't he? It's brilliant. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I didn't know that he had a link to Andy Halliday. No, Hearts players. Yeah, I've, that that was one. That I think that was the the biggest shock that I got of the day. <laughs> Not a shock now. Now you consider the fact that they've both got the same surname and Halliday's. I reckon we can get it, we can get him on to do like a joke each week for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> joke of the week from oh. Foundation of Hearts, Gary Halliday. Gary Halliday. <laughs> listening, Gary. And then we'll get Andy one tweet. day, and then we'll have a chat with Andy <laughs> if he's allowed, if he's got permission. Because I know he does a radio show elsewhere as well. But but Andy's really engaging. He's a, he, I can see him as a future pundit one day. Uh, one yeah, day it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Definitely. And hopefully, as good as Ali McCoy. Please be as good as Ali McCoy, Andy. Please do not be like some of the others because because. Um, no disrespect, but I, there's not many good pundits in football nowadays. A I'm going to name one. Don't be a Jackie Mac, Jackie McNamara, because it's like why don't you like he's, him? He's the Scottish Michael Owen. He just falls, makes me fall asleep. He just he's has just, a very monotone. I don't think he's voice. that bad. Ah, oh, he did an interview where he was talking about it was about hearts. That's the only one of the reasons I was watching it, and ah, oh, I, I had to I had to stop it and just read the article. I was like, I'm not. I can't listen to this anymore. I'm going to read the transcript. It's like, the poor guy was sending me to sleep. How he motivated teams as a manager, I couldn't understand. He was like, he, I wouldn't know, to be honest. It's like he's reading the, the back of a box of cereal or something. It, 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 that was the enthusiasm they had. I was like, come on, just a bit of passion. Let's, let's have it. No, nothing. Ali no. McCoy's just top of the league for me. Yeah, Ali's Ali's different class. Ali! Every time I see him in Delhi, I'm like, Ali! <laughs> yes! Oh, oh brilliant. <laughs> oh, he's, he's mad. Ali! Articulate. He's a funny man, but he's articulate. I miss him being on Question Sport. He was superb. <laughs> oh, was that, was that, that was when the programme used to be very good. And so yeah. It went downhill. After the departure of Sue Barker. Yeah, not the same anymore, is it? I want Sue Barker back. Come on, Sue. Get her back in the hot seat. Give her back, BBC. Yeah, but it doesn't sound Sue Barker. I, I have seen that it, it, it wasn't, she didn't leave on good terms, so I don't think we'll be getting her back. No, it's, it's, it's a sad shame. I, I miss Sue. Uh, she was excellent. She was absolutely excellent. She was... Uh, you know, she really was. She was on that programme. She's she not the longest-serving presenter of a question of sport in history. Surely, got to be. She was a staple, you know what I mean? It's, she was it, there it, for ages! Yeah, she feel, feels like she was She was there pretty much majority since I remember watching it, at least from a teenager age onwards. I've just Googled her name, right, and right. a question of sport, and the, one of the first things that's come up is a Daily Mail article um, with the headline "Question of the Sport loses millions of viewers," so we're not the only uh, ones then. Not the uh, only ones that boycotted it. After long-running host Sue Barker is replaced by Paddy McGuinness ah! with sports quiz beaten by guess what? 
a farm shop program. Oh, no. <laughs> a farm shop program. I mean, come on. Now, listen, I don't read the Daily Mail very often, but I mean, listen, if, if, if the figures definitely say that question sports losing to a farm shop program, then I suppose it is like hearts losing to Prora. No disrespect. Is it BBC out? Is that what they'll be shouting? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or, or will it still some way be Robbie's fault? <laughs> Nielsen out. Nielsen out. Get rid of Nielsen. Nielsen out. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's honestly someone at the BBC needs a real um, row, I think, to be quite honest. Because that that's that's could you get rid of Sudaka? It's so bad. It's so terrible. Right, anyway, I, I could talk about this all day, but we've not got very much left. I've got my, my dinner's waiting for me. So we've got I've got St Mirren left. St Mirren. Kilmarnock, shall we just write it off last yeah. Wednesday? Yeah, and do you know what? I'm delighted that we're going to write it off because, to be honest, I'm actually glad we're not in the League Cup anymore because, really, it, it would have just... It, it, the players would have just melted. And I'm, I'm going to go... Obviously, I had it down that I predicted that we would win the League Cup this season. I had in my head that we would win the League Cup. Don't but, but I'm with you. The fixture congestion is a positive. Scottish Cup's more important. Exactly. But, yeah, it's in the past. Let's just move on. And Yeah. We, yeah, it's early season. We're still the top end of the table. We're still fourth. And we're going to win more games. Let's just let's see what happens. Let's not get bogged down in... And getting this negativity. We, we Who get... cares about the League Cup? It's 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 not for me, and ah. not for you, and not for anybody else. Which leads us lovely, uh, really nicely onto St Mirren on Woo. Sunday. Um, so uh, we've got at least a bit of a cushion uh, between uh, Thursday's game and Sunday's Premiership game. And uh, I understand you've got um, we've got a friend from a podcast, the St Mirren based podcast or a podcast about St Mirren yeah uh, Mark is a St Mirren fan and he is going to give us some of his thoughts on Sunday's game Hi my name is Mark Jardin I'm one of the contributors to the St Mirren fan podcast Misery Hunters and I've been a St Mirren fan since since I was a relatively young boy we um, playing you on Sunday I think we're we're probably more confident going into a game like this than we are with games like we had at the weekend against St Johnston, where we were expected to do more with the ball. St Johnston game was the first time we had more than 50% possession in, in quite a while, and uh, and that didn't go too well for us. So, actually, a game at Tynecastle, I think, might be better suited to where we are just now under Stephen Robinson and, and what we try to do. In terms of players that, that you should maybe keep an eye out for, uh, Keanu Bacchus in the midfield, or Australian import from Western Sydney Wanderers, is. He's been one of the standouts so far. He was straight into the starting lineup in our League Cup game. I think the day or, or two days after he arrived in Paisley and he really hasn't looked back since. He scored a winner against Hibs from a, a really well-worked move with our other Australian import, Ryan Strain at, at right-back, or right-wing-back. And uh, the two of them are maybe the more the more eye-catching signings who, who've made a, a really solid start. And, and I think you would back them to... To suit a game like this as well, where we'll need to press quite high, we'll need to counter if we're to get anything out of the the game. If if we can get the ball up top, then Jonah Yunga's the maybe the, the more exciting um, striker option. You would expect him to start alongside Curtis Main again. They've been quite effective. Ayunga's a bit John Abika esque, you know, physical, um, quite strong, 
probably better as a target man than, than John Abika, more capable of holding on to the ball and a bit more flair when he's actually got the ball at his feet as well. Doesn't seem like the most natural finisher in the world, but I think if uh, if we're to, to get anything from him, I think we will score. Ayung is probably the most likely route to either score that or or to make it happen. And uh, we'll live and die by how our central defenders cope with with the pressure that, that your team's likely to put on us. So Declan Gallagher having a having a good game is, is probably what's most important to us to, to bring a result back from from Tynecastle. If I have to predict a, a score, I would assume that both teams are going to score. I'll call it maybe a two each draw, but we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. Thank you very much indeed for that soundbite. Um, soundbite is that a fair what, what, what <laughs> description? What? I'm so I'm a radio news journalist, so I, I call it soundbite. But I yeah, don't know. I'm, I'm taking that. Oh, you're going to take that. All right. Okay, yeah, fine. Thanks. That is fair enough. Um, thank you so much for that. Um, score predictions now. Uh, uh, Daz? I'm going 2-0 hearts. I think we're going to be back with a bang. And I've gone Forrest to score first and then Shankland to get a late one. Oh, my word. That's very conservative. Um, I'm going to go for an outrageous one. 8-0 um, to hearts. <laughs> I want a thrashing of St Mirren. I would love a thrashing of St Mirren. You don't like St Mirren, do you? I d- no, I don't dislike them. I just um, I just want to defeat them very heavily. Uh, so I, I can just go into next week buzzing. Um, no, I, 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 it's fair to say that my uh, my re- relationship with people, fellow human beings who are St Mirren fans is mixed or ambivalent. So, uh, uh, yeah, so I, I kind of uh, like to... See a nice. Obviously, I think a lot of St. Mirren fans are very nice people, but there are one or two I just like to um, give a smug look towards uh, if we can get a nice, heavy hammering of St. Mirren. Um, so um, I, I'm not going to name names. <laughs> but, so, so you've gone 8 0. 8 0 to hearts. I've gone 2 0 hearts, and then Mark's gone 2 each. Pretty varied. Fair play to uh, to Mark. I have to say, it's two, that's you know, that's, I've got, I've got to give him credit for that. But I'm going to go for an outrageous eight nil. Um, who am I going to pick for the score? Of? Where am I going to start? Well, uh, I'm just going to go for a quick nap while you uh, roll. <laughs> yeah, you, you, go, you go and have a wee sleep. Go and have a wee sleep, and I'll uh, I'll pick them out. Right, uh, right. Lawrence Shankland hat trick. So there okay. we go. Nice easy start there. Um, let's go with Cammy Devlin Brace. I don't know why. I just think <laughs> I, I, I just fancy it. To be quite honest, that's five. Um, that's five. We've got three more to go. Oh my gosh. Um, oh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Barry Mackay oh, has to get another one, doesn't he? I mean, Barry Mackay's already on form this season, so get him up to six and seven. Robert Snodgrass, an eighty-fifth minute goal. And uh, just for fun, purely to take, excuse my language, to take the piss, the absolute piss, um, <laughs> Craig Gordon, 94th minute, 8th goal, just bring him up. Honestly, Craig, you've, you've done so well today, mate. Get up here. Come on, let's. Yeah, we've got a corner kick. You just head it in. There we go. 8-0. There we are. Craig Gordon. And that's it. 
Business well, done. We did see Toby Civic play up front on Saturday, so Craig Gordon up front on Sunday. Is, <laughs> it <laughs> yeah, for two minutes. Yeah, just two minutes. Honestly, Craig Gordon, go on. You've done so well, right? You just get up front for two minutes, right? Eight <laughs> right? Nil. So, yeah, 8-0. I, I think the chances of that are about 2 billion to 1. But, I mean, come on. It, it, who knows? I don't... <laughs> my, my prediction for the Dun United game was quite close. So, I mean, yeah. if it wasn't for that one goal, it would have been banged on. 4-0. I, I think, see, if we win 8-0, I think my flight will just take place as soon as full-time finishes because I'll just be flying <laughs> out of the wheat field. I'll be like, still you're, just, you're just getting out of the UK. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I an utter astonishment. Holy moly, 8-0. Wow. 8-0, yeah. The most ludicrous prediction I've ever made in my life. <sighs> wow. But I would love it. <laughs> so, well, that, that, that's what a way to end. <laughs> I don't think there is any other way to end. And on no. that bombshell, as Jeremy Clarkson used to see on top here. Yeah. Um, yeah, and on that bombshell, um, yeah, thank you very much indeed uh, for tuning in and to enjoy Europe. Uh, tomorrow night, I, I am. I, I, this is the most exciting I've felt for the Hearts game in ages. Awesome. It is just going to be. Amazing. Do you know what I did? Right, was well, the last thing I'll say before I shut the mouth for this podcast. I took a small video um, when I was at uh, my pot ceremony, and I actually walked from the point where you come out of the tunnel. Now the, the doors were shut, so I couldn't go into the tunnel itself until I had to go all the way round. Um, but I walked uh, down that you know corridor and walked as if I was one of the players standing at the point of the pitch, pardon me, excuse me, uh, where um, uh, you would stand in line before the, the, the anthem, uh, before that uh, really exciting anthem from UEFA gets played, just to try and get a feel of what it might be like. And I'll tell you this, you know what really, really came, came home to me very, very suddenly was how close the crowd really is. It's not... The distance between the players and the crowd is nowhere near as big as you might think. Tiny, isn't it? Oh, yeah. So you, you were really... That's why Tyne Castle, you know, the impact of the crowd is so important. Because when you, until you actually stand on that pitch, you don't truly realise how huge an impact we have. Mm-hmm. Especially, and you think, imagine that with a full house. Like, wow. Yeah. So, so yeah. Eight, no. Uh, No, sorry, we've already finished that chat. (laughs) But but yeah, no, definitely. I I think the the atmosphere tomorrow is going to be incredible. Can't wait. It's going to be amazing. Absolutely. And we've all got a part in that. So, tomorrow, folks, it's going to be a brilliant night. I cannot wait for that. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. I'm sorry if you can't go, but if you are going to be there, Hope to see you there tomorrow night. I can't wait, and uh, yeah, oh, it's just gonna be. I'm, I'm, I'm already so excited about it. It's, it's gonna be. Oh, you could, it's an experience that I cannot wait to take in. Really excited, definitely. So good luck tomorrow night. Um, if you're from uh, Istanbul and you happen to have stumbled across this podcast, uh, wishing you an enjoyable stay in Edinburgh, uh, and uh, yeah. I, I think it's going to be an absolutely incredible occasion. And uh, look, look I, I know we're playing against the superior side tomorrow, but you never know what might happen. Um, as European football, after all, um, the most surprising results can happen. So who knows? It's going to be a fantastic occasion. Uh, any last words from you guys before we 
Uh, countdown to tomorrow night. Nielsen out. Nielsen out. <laughs> I'm sorry to the people of Nielsen, but uh, but there we go. Um, we'll have to do an honorary visit one day, I think. <laughs> but that's a long time away, I think. But yeah, all the best. Enjoy tomorrow night. It's going to be an absolutely incredible occasion. Uh, and um, uh, uh, will we be back before St Mirren, do you think? Um, be after St Mirren. After, after before I fly out. We'll be too probably, exhausted. Probably Monday, I'd say, probably. because I fly out. Well, Tuesday, maybe Tuesday. Monday, do, Monday, so, Tuesday. So you're doing the show from Latvia? No, I, I might do something from Latvia. Keep your eyes peeled. Okay. I can't wait for this. Uh, this is going to be exciting. We, the man maroon on the road. We, well, we <laughs> might, on, we in might, the sky. <laughs> well, depending, because kickoff's not to 10pm my time. Yeah, that, that's right. Latvia, I might be able to like just squeeze. We might be able to squeeze a little bonus. Late night piece football. Of, yeah, sleepy football. Yeah, just make sure that you've got a good data plan at the ready because I uh, I don't want your roaming charges to be ridiculous. Yeah, that's gonna get sorted as soon as we come off this recording. <laughs> Lovely, good stuff. Good luck, Hearts tomorrow night. Uh, good luck to Hearts on Sunday. Uh, good luck to Hearts women as well. They're, they're uh, at Hamilton uh, this weekend in the SWPL. So, uh, uh, third win on the cards, I hope. Um, so, all the best to them as well. And and, and and before we really go, just to squeeze this in, we, Hearts women made a bit of history, actually, uh, recently, uh, because um, it was confirmed very recently that Rebecca McAllister has been called, was called up to the Scotland squad. Well played to her. Well done. And Hearts, first Hearts women player to receive a call up into the Scotland squad, the the, 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 the top squad. Um, so well played. Absolutely brilliant. Um, so yeah, all happening at Heart Midlovian. Really, really exciting. Great stuff. That's it. All the best. And uh, I'm on the Hearts in Europe. All the best. Take care. Enjoy. Bye.